0: This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us this morning. We know it's, it's cold and winter is here and you now it's an old Shofar joke, the spirit of Duvet. Everyone struggles with the spirit of the way, especially if it's so cold. But thank you very much for for um, joining us this morning. Um, yeah, like Donnie said, it's you're at the right place. And just the, the house of our Father is the right place to be. Coming together, worshiping God, where whatever the church is. But when we come together to worship God and to spend time in His presence, it pleases the heart of our Father. I, I firmly believe that. So, the title of my sermon this morning is, The Man with Fire in His Eyes, okay? The Man with Fire in His Eyes, and as we said, it's cold this morning, so we are at the right place, we're going to have some fire this morning, amen? Okay, so, The Man with Fire in His Eyes, and something that we're going to be looking at this morning, and something that I hope we're going to get this morning is that we're going to regain some vision, regain sight, and that we're going to rekindle passion and fire, Without vision, we're going nowhere. Without passion, we won't get going at all. Did you get that? Without vision, we are going nowhere. Without passion, we won't get going at all. Amen? So, I don't know. Today it seems like I've got a few quotes for you, okay? So, be ready. There's a few quotes coming along today. Um, Helen Keller. Does anyone not know who Helen Keller was? Maybe that's the wrong question to ask. Okay, sometimes people are to shy. Anyway, Helen Keller, um, at 19 months of age, when she was a 19-month-old child, Helen Keller contracted an illness that left her deaf and blind. Okay? With vision and term- determination, the deaf and blind Miss Keller ended up becoming a famous American author, political activist, and lecturer. And listen to this. Okay? We're talking about vision. The only thing, this is a quote from Helen Keller okay the only thing worse than being blind is having sight but no vision all right so this lady with that vision and determination she attained to something in life and she said the only thing worse than being blind is having sight without vision zig ziglar a famous christian motivational speaker i didn't know he's famous but Um, i did a little bit of research on him and he was actually a quite a famous motivational speaker and who um, brought a lot of his christian values and views into his his speaking he said and i've heard angus buck also quote this if you aim at nothing you will hit it every time i know angus buck sometimes he say he he puts it this way if you aim at nothing that's exactly exactly what you're going to hit okay so i've got a question for you this morning What are we aiming at this morning? What are we aiming at? And what is our current greatest goal or priority? If you're wondering, what is my greatest goal or priority at this stage? You can just look at what you're spending most time on. Okay, Time is always a measurement of your greatest priorities. Can we see Jesus and where He's leading us? Or do we feel blinded and cluttered? We're talking about vision this morning. We're starting off uh, uh, and we're going to talk about vision in the first bit of the sermon. So I want to read a, a, a portion of scripture for us in Luke eighteen thirty-five to 43. All right. Then it happened, as he was coming near to Jericho, that a certain blind man sat by the road begging. And hearing a multitude passing by, he asked what it meant. So they told him that Jesus of Nazareth was pa- passing by. And he cried out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Okay, everyone still awake? Okay, just checking. So then those who went before warned him that he should be quiet. But he cried out all the more, be quiet, be quiet, man, be quiet. Son of David, have mercy on me. Okay, so Jesus had still and commanded him to be brought to him. And when he had come near, he asked him, saying, what do you want me to do for you? People often say, you know, why would Jesus ask such an obvious question? But Jesus wants us to engage and bring our desires and needs before him, okay? What do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, receive your sight. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God and all the people, when they saw it, gave praise to God. Okay, so we're talking about vision, but we're also talking about passion. And in this, in this portion of Scripture, we saw that people were trying to quiet him down, but all the more he cried out to God with that desperation, with that just honest outcry of his need. My, my next question to you is, what is trying to quiet our crying out to God? what it's telling you no man this is not such a big issue no you can't take this to god no man don't 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 get so hectic about this that that heart that heart of desperation because jesus was walking he was moving he was getting somewhere and then he heard this cry what, what who's this guy bring him closer don't let don't let anything quiet our cried crying out to god how desperate are we to receive vision from Jesus this morning. A beautiful something that I take out of this recollection of Jesus and the blind man, um, is that we see the Lord living his promises that we find in scripture. Okay. So in Isaiah it says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, nor is ear heavy that it cannot hear. And also says in Romans ten everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved and we for me that's beautiful to see how in this scripture this man was calling upon Jesus and he was saved in that situation he was he was saved so I want to encourage you this morning I want to encourage you cry out to him if you feel that you are blinded that you're cluttered like Lord I'm so busy but where are you leading me what is the thing that you want me to focus on what is that thing that you want me to aim at that that goal that you have for me in the season if if you're struggling to see that cry out to him for he's faithful to restore and and refocus vision okay like we said without vision we are going nowhere but without passion we won't get going at all so if vision is the railway track vision is the railway track as the train is going it it's just it's following it's following the railway track okay and sometimes that's how god also leads us we we don't necessarily always see the end destination we can just see the track before us and sometimes that's just enough vision that we need okay but if the vision is the railway track then passion is the fire in the locomotive that is going to get us there amen td jakes have any one of you seen td jakes preach that is a, that guy's got a lot of passion i remember when at school when i um still watch tv and i watch in now and then i would see this man he's praying he always had this handkerchief because he was sweating so much he was you know he's a man of passion it's a bit cold for me i'm praying trying to preach with passion i don't know if i'm going to sweat this morning but anyway td jake said It is your passion that empowers you to be able to do that thing you were created to do, okay? Many of these quotes are quite meaty, okay? God has created us, each and every one of us, to do something specific. Without passion, we're not going to have that that locomotive in us, driving us and, and pulling us in that right direction. Now, The word passion can sometimes be a flaky, ambiguous term that's flung around flippantly, okay? Um, Passion, passion, okay? But the passion that I'm referring to today is a godly passion. And in other biblical terms, it's also described as zeal, fervor. And what it basically means is to to be intensely serious or excited about something okay to be intensely serious and focused on or or excited about something okay so let's see how, how serious Jesus Jesus the man with fire in his eyes was about passion in and and we see how serious he was about about passion in the letters he wrote to the churches in revelations now I often wonder you know and and that's why we also as church we we are serious about not band any other churches you know if if we say we're part of the body of god the bigger body of christian believers we need to have the same heart okay and and that means we in this church we never speak bad about other churches okay that's a serious thing for us um because we also need to ask ourselves and that's something that i often ask myself as well if 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 Jesus was right was to write the letter to us as a church today, what would what would he be saying? And 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 as I read these letters that he wrote to these churches, I was trembling again last night. It's it's portions of scriptures that we are not that fond of and sometimes a bit scary to read and I think there's good enough reason for that. So in Revelation two, Jesus wrote to the church of Ephesus. now listen listen yeah these these aren't backslidden churches that are practicing um, evil and those kind of things listen to how he starts off he says i know your works your labor your patience and that you cannot bear those who are evil and you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not and have found them liars and you have persevered and have patience and have labored for my name's sake and have not become weary does that sound like a church that's off or that's nowhere or, you know? This is a church that's busy with good things. Nevertheless, I have this against you. That you have left your first love. Now, this is, this is something that, that I'm so passionate about. I want to ask you this morning, do, do you remember that time that, that you gave your heart to the Lord, that, that those first encounters that you had with Him? For me, I, I knew it was an absolute life-changing experience, because I grew up reading about the Lord and, and His mighty works in the, in the children's Bible, and I always wondered, where are these things today? You know I always thought miracles belong in a Christian museum. And then when I, when I experienced the Holy Spirit for the first time, I was, I've was i never been the same again. And man, we were, we were on fire, okay? Literally, like I think I might have told you guys before, we, I, I, at some stage I felt, no, I don't feel like I'm connecting with the Lord. I don't feel like I can praise Him and I can't worship Him. And I went, went to our house and I took all my CDs and I chucked it into a... Into a, a um, a uh, 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 braai and I, I lit it all on fire and I said no all this nonsense music must disappear now I want to worship God and and my parents came home they were out for the evening and my dad ran to the ran to the back of the house he's like what are you doing man we thought the house is burning down and the whole wall was black and my face was full of smoke and it was, he was very worried he was very worried he was like yeah this child of mine I don't know what he's busy with you know but anyway um but that passion, we, we we would spend weekends just worshiping the Lord. We climbed up the mountain and we blew so far horns and we prayed and we worshiped together and and you know that's that's that first love. And and sometimes I I always say that to be born again, you know, labor isn't always um in my in my profession i've also seen and maybe some of the ladies can relate yeah anyway it's not a topic that everyone's always so comfortable to talk about but labor sometimes it for some ladies it goes like this sometimes it's a bit prolonged okay so maybe for you your your being born again process took a while and then one day you just knew okay and other people it's like for me it was overnight i experienced god the evening and the next morning i realized that stop swearing that was amazing you know and i just realized i'm so excited about god and the word of god and um, i believe there there has to be an experience like that in us if if we are born again okay like i say sometimes it was for some of us it might be a gradual thing but you whether it was a abrupt thing or a gradual thing somewhere along the line you just know something is different okay and and we have to have that passion. And I ask you today, what is stopping us from living with that first love? Jesus goes on to say that, Remember therefore from where you have fallen. Repent and do the first works, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place, unless you repent. In Revelations 3, to the church of the Laodiceans, Jesus wrote or Jesus told John to write, These things says the Amen, the faithful and the true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cool cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. This is probably one of the heaviest scriptures that I know. And, and last night I was just thinking about the scripture again and asking myself that question. Listen, man, am I hot or am I cold or, or am I somewhere in between? You know, it's, 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 it's not a nice, it's a tough question, but it's not me speaking. It's, this is the word of God, okay? I know your works, that you are neither hot nor cold. I could wish you were hot, cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Now this next part talks about the people sort of saying, listen man, everything's looking alright. I'm, I'm okay. Everything's looking okay on the outside. Because you say, I am rich, have become wealthy, and have need of nothing, and do not but you do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold, refined in the fire, that you may be rich and and white garments, that you may be clothed, that this, the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed. You see, God is speaking a, a heavy word to this church, but He's also providing, you know. we're This morning we're going to, going to be looking at the severity and the kindness of god okay so don't worry and and listen what he says here so he he tells them where they are at but he also provides an outcome for them i counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire that you may be rich and white garments that you may be clothed that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed and listen to this listen to this part we're talking about vision we're talking about passion and anoint your eyes with eye self that you may see as many, listen to this. This is beautiful for me. The Lord has spoken a very stern and, and, and sharp word to this church. But listen to this. and And we s- said this morning that God really loves us. All right? Listen to this. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous and repent be zealous and repent. What are we aiming at? What is our greatest goal at this stage? What are we spending most of our time on? Is something sort of quieting that cry in our hearts for God. Are we desperate to receive vision from Him? Are we desperate to to be set on fire by the Spirit of the Lord. Paul the Apostle wrote in, in Romans 12, adding on to this, to be passionate and, and to have the fire of God. Romans 12, 11, never lag in zeal and earnest endeavor. Be aglow and burning with the Spirit serving the Lord. Okay? Once again, again, God God just doesn't just tell us, listen here, be hot, be on fire, be passionate. Remember, He sent us the helper. And we need the help of the Holy Spirit to be on fire and to serve the Lord with passion. Okay? For me, it's a beautiful sc- section of Scripture here where He says, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. He He brings a hard word, but He also brings an outcome. Okay? So, we said... We ask the question what are we aiming at and and i can talk about vision and and passion but but what you know what must we actually aim at as christian what should be our our vision and for a believer i believe the following text is is always a a go-to if you feel yo where's my true north in my walk with the lord i believe this is a, a a sound scripture to go back to and a simple vision to get passionate about. Luke 10 verse 12 and, and he replied I think this is where the Pharisees asked the Lord you know what, what is the most important law and he said you must love the Lord your God listen to this with all your heart with all your soul with all your strength and with all your mind and, and your neighbor as yourself this is a good Vision. if we need to recalibrate our, our, our vision and, and get to our true north following the Lord and, and, and having a, a, a sound goal, this is it, to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our strength, with all our mind and our neighbor as ourself. I want to ask you this morning, does God reign in our thought life? is God reigning in our thought life okay or in another way are we as Christians in in the day that we find ourselves in are we training ourselves to soundly argue the reason for our faith okay so this this part I'm talking about now is is loving the Lord with our minds okay we we believe with our heart faith is something that operates in our heart and that's how we know and connect with god but in the world that we live in today it's good for us as christians to train ourselves to educate ourselves when people come at us with arguments against christ it's good to train our minds also to give a sound argument for why do i believe in jesus as the son of god loving the lord with our minds are we physically seeking and serving the kingdom of god okay like we say, the, the church of God is not a cruise ship. We can't just come and sit here and cruise and be entertained every Sunday. We have to serve the Lord our God, okay? We're talking about growing in the Lord this year. If you're not going to serve um, and give of the gift that God has given you, we're never going to grow, okay? That, that's how we love the Lord with all our strength. When we practically help with things, there's no tasks here at church that's minor, Everything that everyone, anyone adds to, the, to a morning like this or to anything in the week, it's, it's part of serving and loving the Lord with our strength. Amen? Are you still with us? Awesome. We, we're getting there. Love the Lord with all your soul. What is the source and the satisfaction of our souls today? Loving the Lord with all our heart. What are we treasuring today for where your heart is there your treasure will be okay that's 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 a few questions i want to ask us this morning about loving loving god with our all okay and then it also goes on to say and love your neighbor as yourself okay now to me it's something that's almost like christian spiritual mathematics okay I I, I talk about vertical love and horizontal love, okay? So your horizontal love talks about loving your neighbor. And I, I firmly believe your horizontal love proves your vertical love and vice versa, okay? We can be very spiritual there in having quiet time and in our inner room and go out into the desert and spend time with God. But if we come back, and this is a challenge for me as often... As well you know if i come back and i'm lousy and rude with people how, you know how how true is my vertical love we can we can't truly live the love of god we can't live out the love of god if we don't truly know the love of god on another way if we don't truly love we can't claim that we truly know god okay so that's that place when when we open up ourselves to know and to love the Lord our God. We will love our neighbor. And who's our neighbor? It's not just the guy that's living next to us. We can. I love it, C.S. Lewis C.S. writes that we can only love in the present. We can't love tomorrow and we can't love yesterday. So your neighbor is that guy who's driving in front of you. That guy who's standing in front of you at the queue, in the queue at, at the supermarket, that person that you're doing work with, in that moment, that only moment that you can love, where you can make a decision, how am I going to love this person? That person at this moment, is, at that moment in time, is next to you, is your neighbor. Okay? And when, we, when, when that vertical love, when we love the Lord our God with all our hearts and minds and soul and strength, it will flow out into our horizontal love, loving our neighbor. Hallelujah. We're talking about passion, and that passion is the fire in the locomotive that keeps us going toward the destination, the vision, the goal that God is giving us. T.S. Eliot, a poet, wrote, It is obvious that, can, that we can no more explain a passion to a person who has never experienced it than we can explain light to the blind. Okay? it is obvious that we can no more explain a passion to a person who has never experienced it than we can explain light to the blind. Now, this is something you might relate to. Maybe you've got a hobby or something, and then you're somewhere at at a social event, and you realize there's another person that likes collecting stamps. And you... oh my word i can't believe have you got this and and you you get so excited and and you start talking to this guy and he gets so excited and it's two hours late and the other people are just buying the choppies on their own you know um that's that's what this is talking about you know no one else like (laughs) who sends postcards anymore anyway you know it's not something that we do we just send an email or whatever send a, ask a courier to deliver it especially in south africa if you want something delivered you need to go to um well there was a stage where it was like that you know but those two guys they they've got a passion for stamps and collecting stamps and if you haven't experienced it you won't be passionate about it okay that's what this is talking about we're getting somewhere with this Ferdinand Foch was a french general and military theorist and he actually played a a very big role in world war one victories and we're talking about passion and 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 the and that fire of god he said the most powerful weapon on earth is the human soul on fire and this this guy was very determined he often would uh, uh, seem reckless when when things really looked bad in in battle he just said let's keep on going the most powerful weapon on earth is the human soul on fire so how do I rekindle godly passion and fire I believe if we grow in seeing experiencing and knowing grasping being open to the love of God and His perfect character I simply won 't be able to live without fiery passion you know it's like that that um, example I gave of the two guys who are excited about collecting stamps they have experienced that how that works and 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 the thrill it is about getting a certain rare stamp but we're talking here today about being passionate for god okay and if we if each and every one of us. It's its available. And God is inviting. Each and every one of us. He would not have created us. If we were not included. In his love. If we were not included. In the perfect work of Jesus on the cross. He's inviting us to see. To experience. To know. To grasp. And, and the love. And perfect character of God. When we. When we. Get that. You will have fiery passion. We're almost ending off. I want want to read for us 1 John 4. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone. Who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God. Remember I was talking about vertical and horizontal love. He who does not love does not know God. For God is love. In this the love of God was manifested toward us. That God has sent His only begotten Son into the world. That we might live through Him. In this is love. Not that we loved but that He loved and sent His Son to, do, to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Listen to this. This is beautiful. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us. And His love has been perfected in us. John 13 verse 35 also um, relates to this by this the world will know all right that that you are my disciples if you love one another okay that's one of the i believe that's one of the greatest testimonies and forms of evangelism almost like passive evangelism is when people see that the, the the church of god and and that believers truly love one another people will be like yes everyone's got that yearning to to belong and to be in a safe community Okay? When they see how we love one another, when, when we are, uh, have a passion and, and understand the love of God and love one another out of that place, people would want in. Okay. Thanks, Robert. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as He is, so are we in this world. Listen to this. He said, for us to have passion, for us to be able to love our neighbor, we need to understand how much God loves us. There is no fear. There is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear. The love of God is perfect. Perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. That rings a bell, hey? He is calling us back to that first love, that place of being serious focused on something seriously excited about something that first love that we had because he first loved us if we do not believe that God loves us we have not known God because this portion of scripture that we just read it says God is love and if we struggle or we do not trust that God is faithful merciful just and gentle and kind towards us we lack in our understanding of the character of God how can we grow in this understanding how can we get to know this love of God more dig into and feed on scripture and we will regain that fresh vision and rekindle that fervent passion by perceiving the beauty of our Lord's character. I said uh, this the the title of this morning's sermon is The Man with Fire in His Eyes. We're talking about Vision, we're talking about passion and fire. In Revel Revelations 19 verse 11 to 13. I saw heaven standing open, and there before me was a white horse whose rider is called Faithful and True. With justice he judges and wages war. His eyes are blazing like fire, and on his head are many crowns. He has a name written on him that no one knows but himself. He is dressed in a robe dipped in blood, and his name is the Word of God. Now, there are unending depictions of God's nature throughout the Word of God. But I want to I end off with a few scriptures about what this man with the fire in his eyes says to us. Okay, we said. For us to have that passion we need to know that god loves us okay now once again just as i shared a few sharp and heavy scriptures and i said it wasn't me that was saying it it was what jesus was saying and i said we're going to be talking about the severity and the love and the kindness of god listen to this we're ending off with that that kind gentle nature of god In Hebrews 13 verse 5 it says, For he God himself has said, I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake you, nor let you down, or relax my hold on you. Assuredly not. Can you hear that? that God has towards us. Isaiah 54 verse 10 For though the mountains shall depart and the hills be shaken or removed yet my love and kindness shall not depart from you nor shall my covenant of peace and completeness be removed says the Lord who has compassion on you. This is good news, amen. It's good to know that the creator of the universe feels this way about us. Isaiah forty two verse three a bruised reed he will not break, and a dimly burning wick he will not quench. So this morning, if you're saying, Oh Lord, I'm I'm lost, I'm cold. I've got no passion. A dimly burning wick he will not quench. Isaiah 40 verse 11. This is a beautiful picture for me. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather his lambs in his arms. It's a beautiful picture for me. How, God, how Jesus as a shepherd comes and he picks up the lambs. He will carry them in his bosom. And will gently lead those that have their young. I want to end off this morning with a, with a scripture. I think I've been saying that for the last 10 minutes. I'm ending off with a scripture. But you know, it's not the words of man that's going to change us. It's, it's the Word of God that's going to change, sustain us, and lead us. Okay? And, and this is one of my favorite scriptures. And Donnie shared the scripture last week. And this morning I've spoken about vision and passion. And I shared a lot of quotes and a, a, a few solid sections of scripture. And, and to put it most simply, with the words of Hebrews 12, I just wanted to. 2. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Listen to this. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. I'm going to end off in prayer for us. Father, we, we thank you this morning that, that we can know that you have a passionate love for us. Lord, we thank you that we can know, Lord, that when we feel that our fires are, are burning low, Lord, you are a consuming fire, Lord. You are the same yesterday, today, and forevermore your, your fire, your passion, your love for us can never, never, never run out. And we thank you this morning, Lord, that that you want to speak to us, Lord. You want, Lord, your word to enter our hearts, Lord God. And this morning, I I, I want to encourage you. Do not harden your heart. Do not, if you felt that little knock on, on the door of your heart, do not, do not just say, ach, yeah, it's a nice few words and then just go on if there was something specific that struck you this morning and and it's like your heart was throbbing, that's the Spirit. That's the specific thing that the Lord wanted to say to you. Do not harden your heart this morning. Do not harden your heart. And even though we might have shared some hard scriptures, do 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 not be condemned this morning for the Lord is inviting us If you lack vision, if you lack passion, come before him. Come before him like that blind man and cry out to him, Lord, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. And as we see in that scripture, how we responded. He was going, he was walking and he stopped and he turned around. That is the heart of God. His ears not deaf that he should not hear us this morning. And his arm is not too short that he should not save. We thank you, Father, this morning that through the help of your Holy Spirit, Lord, and I pray this for each and every one of us, Lord. Lord, as that last scripture says, Lord, thank you that your Holy Spirit helps us, Lord, to set aside everything that distracts us, everything that entangles us, Lord, everything that clutters and blinds us, Lord. Thank you this morning, Jesus, that we can look unto you, Lord, and we can come with honesty, Lord, and we can come and speak to you and say and share the things, Lord, that are bothering us and where we fall, we feel we fall short, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that Jesus was perfect on our behalf. We do not need to be perfect when we come to you. I thank you lord that we can know jesus as the author and the finisher of our faith this morning lord god you will write that that vision for us you will write that passion for us in our hearts and that good work that you've started in us you will complete we thank you for this lord we thank you for this word lord and we thank you lord that Lord, even as we go out this week, Lord, that your Holy Spirit, Lord, will, will stir the specific things in us, Lord, that you want us to, to really get a grip on, Lord, that you really want us to respond to, that we will be a church and a people, Lord God, that, that knows where God is calling us to, that has that vision, that sight, Lord, that we will be a passionate people, Lord, that we will live and and seek you and serve you with a Passion Lord that's contagious in this world that is cold and callous, Lord. I pray that in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. Go to ww.chaufraonline.tv to download and share.